0: Hello, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today. I'm Charlie Earle, your host. This is episode 103. Our title is Bias. Why bias? Well, because it's the number one, I would say, or at least top three driving impulse, nearly all public policy uh, going on in this country and globally today. Um, But let me do a little rant here in the beginning about the concept of bias. I think it's inescapable. It's unavoidable. It's our default position as individuals, uh, and I would guess as perhaps uh, communities and nations and even the globe, because we can't know everyone. We don't know who to trust, who not to trust. So When we make personal decisions about, say, hiring or things of that nature, we tend to lean on recommendations from friends and family, or we hire friends and family just because we don't know everyone, and we don't know the makeup of their characters. We also uh, don't know everything. So sometimes our ignorance, even though we know we may be ignorant in a certain field, we rely on others, and we have a bias towards, for example, a master's degree in physics uh, to do something for our company or our community that we don't feel qualified to handle for ourselves. So our bias goes towards the person with the degree rather than the, the garage tinkerer who may be so far advanced of the person with the physics degree, but yet doesn't have the bona fides or the bona fides, if you will, to impress us enough to overcome our bias. Bias is available, available, I should say, v- visible everywhere, including the government, because there are certain requirements to qualify for certain grants, grants or loans or, or licensees or whatever and there's a bias automatically built into the process that eliminates a whole bunch of people from the very beginning. There's certainly a bias in academia uh, where people's uh, entrance into a school or whatever uh, is often determined under measurements that are biased. In addition, advancement for academics within the community uh, is often uh Colored by and determined by bias, we see bias all the time in the uh, in the law system, the system of law that we have, bias in the way the laws are written, where there's a preference given for one versus another, and then in the administration of that justice, whether prosecutors decide to indict for something on one person. Uh, but not another, there's an element of bias there. And certainly when we get into the court itself, where the judge may have take a biased attitude towards what uh, he or she allows to be entered into evidence and what the jury believes. You know, the you, preemptory challenges for a jury are often insufficient uh, to detect actual bias among the jurors but certainly their individual attitudes and ideas and preferences impact how they may decide or not decide a certain case. So we have bias in our personal lives. We have it in government, academia, and the law system. And I would say also in investing. We have certain areas where we might Prefer to, if we can't know every market, we can't know every stock, we can't know every impact going across the globe or whatever. So we take what we know and who we know and our biases in that area, and that may determine our strategy for investing. And finally, the last area of bias I want to talk about is the Fed. I agree with Ron Paul. We should end the Fed. Uh, 1913 was the year from hell in the United States when the Federal Reserve was created, the income tax was implemented, and the 17th Amendment was passed. Those three items alone have been critical in the destruction of the original intent of this nation and its govern- governance. Uh, in fact, I was speaking with a friend yesterday. Um who basically says that the nation is never supposed to have been a nation. Uh, the original Treaty of Ghent uh, was uh, at the end of the uh, what we would call the American Revolutionary War, was a treaty between 13 nation states and Great Britain. So there you have it. There's bias. Bias everywhere we look and everywhere we go. Well, given that, I'm now going to run through a bunch of news articles I have after my little rant on bias. In other words, bias has a dirty name, and it shouldn't have because it's a part of living. Prejudices and biases are a part of living. So anyway, uh, the Buckeye Institute came out with a, uh, a Friday report on the Ohio job market hits the summer doldrums pretty much flattened off. Um, I, I know some of you aren't from Ohio that listen to this podcast, but I'm a Buckeye, and I care very much about my state. Um, right now, it seems to be a state of confusion and a state of tooper, if we can go there. Anyway, so you may want to check that out. The Buckeye Institute uh, report from Friday the 22nd. Quote to the Raven, Fringe Finance from Friday also uh, has a thing that I've been warning some of my friends about. Uh, Russia and China officially announced they're taking on a dollar with the new global reserve currency. And the odd thing about that is they're also combining with Brazil, India, and South Africa, uh, the BRICS countries, the Russia, China, and all those to create a new global currency, which will challenge the dollar. And I think we'll have grave economic impact here in the United States. And uh, so it's going to be interesting. Well, of course, the media haven't covered it. um, Or if they have, it's just been a little whisper rather than a shouting from from the housetops. We'll have to see how that goes forward. So we'll have basically... Two competing currencies, the U.S. dollar and the BRICS dollar, or the BRICS money going forward. Then you got the euro, which is stumbling along and gasping for air on its own. In fact, David Stockman in Doug Casey's International Communique from Friday talks about Europe's economic suicide and the types of things they're doing. And basically, my synopsis of that would be, if you want to go look at it, on doug casey's international man is uh the obsession in europe with the green energy thing and now they finally have got to backtrack a little bit because you know their people are going to freeze to death this winter um so they're doing a little bit their 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 reliance on the green new future uh is really basically undermining everything uh, they're great central planners that hope for from inside wall street with nomi Prinz on friday i gotta tell you i have a bias for nomi and that bias generally comes from my respect for her from leaving the the, the wall street mess and becoming sort of a whistleblower who understands uh the dynamics that's going on there and She's willing to take them on head-on, and so I have a bias for what she has to say in print. She said the Fed smoke and mirrors management of our finances uh, is, is, I guess I would call it a house of cards uh, going forward. The Fed uh, don't rely on them. At, if you recall, a week or two ago, they were forecasting a, a 75 to 100 basis points increase in interest rate this month. Now the Fed's in kind of a pickle because the economy is so slow, anywhere from 0.67 to 1.2 economic growth, which is almost negligible, especially when you take out government growth and government employment out of that. Uh, so they're, they're fearful now that if they raise interest rates too quickly or too high to curb inflation uh they'll even put greater breaks and a downturn on the economy even more so feds in sort of a pickle there i've seen forecasters suggest that we're probably uh we're probably capping out here at, at rates pretty close my guess would be if we get another raise this year we're probably looking at about 50 basis points and the Fed will cross their fingers, close their eyes, and hope it doesn't create too much damage to the economy going forward. Um, Jeff Brown and the Bleeding Edge on Friday uh, had some good responses and so forth. And one of them was, how do we remedy the, the drought in the West? And the drought is pretty broad, broad base, actually, not just in Western U.S., but because they've had water issues out there for years. but. It, becoming sort of a global thing and the climate alarmists are jumping on it uh they're riding that horse to the to the end all they can and using it as a as a lever and a club to limit the rest of us and our personal choices but he talks about desalinization and how it's been really important and useful and, and in in israel And I think he had a prediction in there by the end of next year, the end of 2023, Israel will have enough desalinization uh, going on to provide 90% of their water supplies. So why we don't do that here in the U.S., I would guess probably the environmentalists don't want it because it takes away one of their cudgels for raising money and creating alarm. Also, because many local communities, even though they may have embraced windmills and solar panels, don't want desalinization plants sitting on the edge of their beaches or or shorelines or whatever. But nevertheless, the technology is here. Uh, We just have to make a a commitment to explore it and use it and get to it. And uh, so I hope something along that line, but it may create An investment opportunity for you if there seems to be a a window of opportunity there for for desalinization to finally become a realistic aspect going forward um breitbart business digest from friday they had a how breitbart got inflation right when experts got it wrong uh little self-congratulation on there but nevertheless they've earned it um It seems government underestimated the power and the speed and the growth of inflation. Uh, Those of us who buy gasoline and groceries and so forth are aware of it. Uh, We still have the supply chain issues. They aren't getting any better. The cost of diesel makes it even worse. Restrictive California laws make it more difficult. Um, Independent truckers can't go on the road because they can't afford to keep the trucks running so the inflation thing is hitting us at all levels and uh uh, hopefully somebody with some sense can get her underway and let's see charlie Schrem in investor place from uh saturday the 23rd he said 2022 has not been a good year for crypto oh boy yeah do you think but anyway uh, going forward, he says he believes the crypto market's going to rebound and do better, but he suggests you look at some crypto that's in the 20 to $50 range if you want to get in it. Now, there again, that requires due diligence on your part. Make sure it's real. Make sure uh, it's got a good good system in place and and don't just buy into one of those scam jobs that are coming forward. But you may not give up on the crypto market. Uh, Gail Tverberg uh, talks about in Zero Hedge, uh, this is from Friday, why raising rates to to reduce inflation may work out very badly. We talked about that, how it could totally kill and drop down the economy, but you may want to go look at it and check it out. So uh, bias. Many of our decisions, including those by our institutions, are biased. And uh, once we recognize that and identify what the bias may be as an investment strategy and our own biases, then we got a better chance of coming through this and doing well on the other side. Well, that's Living Liberty for today. I thank you for joining me. And I want you to remember, please, always stay free, be free, and live free. I'm Charlie Earle.